The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Sales Enablement Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the strategies, tools, and best practices that will help you convert more MQLs into revenue. Joining us today is Aaron Bollinger, who's the co-founder and CRO at Chronologic. Chronologic, a sponsor of the MarTech podcast, uses an AI-driven virtual SDR technology to quantify the value of highly repeatable meetings and automate the process of directly placing leads onto your sales team's calendars so you can recognize more pipeline. So for the first installment of Sales Enablement Week, Aaron and I are going to discuss the conflict between sales and marketing. Okay, here is Sales Enablement Week with Aaron Bollinger from Chronologic. Aaron, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, Ben. Thrilled to be on. Longtime listener and always love your content. I really appreciate it. And I have to start off by saying these type of interviews are my favorite because you're actually a listener of the podcast. I feel like you really sort of understand the content that we produce and why we do it. And you reached out and said you were interested in being a sponsor. So we get to put this great piece of content together. Everyone, this is how the business works. We want to reach out and engage and work with the people that are listeners. And Aaron is a great example of that. Aaron, you work at a new company. You just secured your first round of funding. Let's start off. Tell me a little bit about what you guys are up to. So Chronologic was originally a Skunkworks project within VMware. And two of my co-founders were working for the sales and marketing executives who were challenging each other to be better and get more efficient. And the technology was born out of that struggle. And it works as almost like a virtual SDR. It is looking for leads in the CRM and different lead streams. And it will reach out automatically to your prospects on your AEs, SDRs, and even client success behalf to the prospects and secure the meetings and effectively book out the calendar for your client-facing employees. So we're going to get into the Chronologic Project and your take on the virtual SDR and what that means for marketers and sales. But I think the important part here is, you know, you've got a sales background, but you were working with people in the marketing organization to try to develop a way to make it more efficient to convert your MQLs marketing qualified leads into SALs, sales accepted leads, right? Getting the connection between sales and marketing. 
that's kind of a constant battle, right? Like that's the never ending war. It's either there aren't enough leads, the leads aren't good enough, or sales isn't doing their job. We're bringing them the leads and they just can't close. Talk to me a little bit about the sales battle. We've called it offline the QBR battles. Talk to me about that conflict between sales and marketing. Many of us and many of your listeners, you know, we've been in those QBRs where maybe a CEO says, hey, sales aren't going like we want. The numbers aren't looking good. And at some point, marketing points to sales and says, hey, I'm delivering good leads here. I'm delivering a lot of leads here. So I'm not the problem. If sales can't close the deal, then that's an issue on the sales side. And sales leadership will come back and say, you're telling me that you're delivering all the leads we need, but that's not what I'm seeing in the pipeline. Our pipeline is not where we want it to be. So apparently we need to get more leads. And neither of those perspectives are inherently wrong. I have to go in and quote a movie here, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, where they're talking about coffee is for closers and the sales guys are saying it's the lead quality. This is always a problem in marketers. So Talk to me about how you think about the quality of leads. Obviously, there's lead scoring mechanisms. Where is that useful? Where does that fall down? How does that either help or hurt the connection between sales and marketing? I think that all marketers are aware of the limitations of lead scoring because every business is different. Every TAM is different. And every lead stream is different. And so we all develop different lead scoring mechanisms. We try to follow industry standards, although, again, every product and every market is different. So there's not a perfect fit that works across everything. So it's always a bit contentious when we say, hey, last month, our webinar channel delivered 400 leads. Are those 400 qualified leads? Or is there really only 30 leads in there that are actually going to matter and the sales team is really going to have a chance with? So those are two goalposts that are pretty far apart between a number like 400 and a much smaller number. And we know the truth is somewhere in the middle, but it is really difficult for marketers to say what that number is and have buy-in from their counterparts leading sales. Some of my favorite conversations working with sales and marketing as a consultant have been setting up the lead scoring models because you can see the horse trading of saying, I want these leads to be super, super qualified because the sales teams wants a high close rate because that's probably tied to their commission. And the marketers are looking at this from a volume perspective. Hey, these people are qualified and relevant. You should convert them. And there always ends up being this argument of like, how do you actually set up the scoring mechanism Talk to me about when you're thinking about, you know, taking that scoring mechanism and you're thinking about your SDRs, your AEs, you're doing your sales development. That's really kind of the gray ground, the brackish waters for sales and marketing is actually doing the initial vetting. Talk to me about sales development and what's the state today? So while marketers continue to build lead volume in, across different channels and get more sophisticated each year with strategy and technology and content and data... On the sales side, what we've seen in the industry is the sales development role and teams are absolutely exploding over the last, you know, 15 years ago, you would find a lot of companies that had no sales development reps. It was just considered something that an account executive should do in their extra time. And now we see companies with not dozens, but even hundreds of sales development reps in different business units across the company. And it's a reflection of 
how difficult it's been to take these hundreds and thousands of leads that some of them net new, some of them older, but showing signs of life and try to actually take them and convert them into qualified meetings for the account executives. It's really difficult. And the structure of companies across all industries pretty much is showing how difficult that challenge has become. So for the non-B2B marketers who are potentially having trouble following this and thinking about what an SDR is for what an AE is, you know, there's a couple of roles that have really exploded in primarily B2B models where you're getting all of your prospects and then you're having essentially a lower level salesman that is just qualifying leads. He's reaching out and he's prospecting. And if you've tried to buy a piece of SaaS software, you've probably gone through this initial call where you think you're going to get a demo. And the only thing that's happening is somebody is asking you, how big is your business? What are you going to use the product for? They're basically trying to figure out what can you spend for the product so they know if they should continue to sell for you because account execs, the higher level sales reps are really expensive. And they only want to take meetings that they know they can close and that are going to be valuable enough. So the lead cultivation, the sort of outbound emails that you're getting, that's all this SDR role. Now, when we go back and talk about what SDRs are really good at, there's qualification, right? You get these inbound leads, you're figuring out if they're any good before you hand them off to the big boys, the closers. And then there's your outbound leads going and and actually doing prospecting and trying to find net new leads. Talk to me about what makes those SDRs good. What actually makes a valuable SDR? Because they really are the connection between taking the marketing lead and getting it to sales. Yeah, SDRs or BDRs or MDRs, and those titles kind of overlap quite a bit. But these sales development reps today, they kind of diverge. Many of them focus on pure quantity and throughput. And you'll see teams where an SDR is doing 75 dials a day, every single day, and another 100 emails going out on their behalf, day after day after day, only to get one or two meetings set a day out of all of that work. And then on the other end, you have these sales development reps that have really, you know, maybe they're more focused on whale hunting or strategic opportunities. And they are spending sometimes an hour to craft, to do research and find the perfect person and the perfect messaging to access the right person to get an opportunity going. But what's tough for marketers is, if you notice, there's a wide range of activities and there's a wide range of talent and abilities and overall throughput of the team that's responsible for taking these leads and turning them into sales. And for for marketers, that means that despite how many leads they put in the top of the funnel, what actually comes out the bottom or even what actually goes into pipeline is really limited and constrained by that sales development and marketing development resources. And it can reflect negatively on marketers who are doing a great job. They just don't control all of those human assets and team. Yeah, I think that there's an important distinction here. There's sort of two takes on what an SDR is for. Some of them are churn and burn. We're just going to send a million emails out and they're not going to be very targeted. And we're just trying to reach a bunch of people hoping we're hitting the right person at the right place at the right time. It's the spray and pray methodology, not necessarily something that we endorse here at the MarTech Podcast. But, you know, there are companies that are just thinking about volume and that is effective. Hey, you take a million shots, one's likely to go in. 
And then there are some brands that are very, very precise and strategic, and those SDRs are doing essentially analyst work, right? They're crafting very personalized and customized emails. They're doing their own research, and they're really trying to get to the right prospect with the right message. When you think about lead cultivation, you think about what is a net new lead as opposed to nurturing your leads. It seems like that's sort of a big conflict in sales and marketing enablement as well, whether it's the SDRs, whether it's your AEs, even whether it's your marketers. When you're thinking about the overlap between sales and marketing, how much do you think about generating new leads and how much do you think about reaching the people that are already in your pipeline that have somewhat self-selected your nurtured leads? If there's a theme that's emerged recently, and I think this very much parallels the big push on ABM, right? Everybody's talking ABM, 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 and everybody wants to be an ABM solution. Account-based marketing for anybody who's not familiar. Exactly. And part of the excitement around this is related to a theme around lead production, which is that the volume doesn't matter these days as much as in-market timing. And in-market timing and in-market readiness who's actively thinking about making a purchasing decision happens sometimes in the net new leads, but oftentimes it happens in a lead that's in your system for could be months or years. And they've just now, because of something completely outside of your control, entered a phase where they are in active consideration of your product. So if there's anything that's emerged, Ben, I would say that whether it's net new or nurtured, it's really about getting laser focused on who can buy us now as much as possible. So let's double back, talk about sales, talk about marketing, the relationship between the two. There's always that conflict. The SDRs are kind of in the middle of it and they sort of work for both teams. When you think about the lay of the land, who's doing this the best and what are some of the common themes between them? One theme is that, let's say, a really talented and energetic and focused marketing team is increasingly taking on those sales and marketing development resources under marketing and not sales. And we see these hybrid models where you have a chief revenue officer, that's my role at Chronologic, and you also see instead of sales ops or marketing ops, revenue ops, a vice president of revenue ops. And in general, the idea is just to start to think of the entire funnel together as the revenue funnel and try to connect the sales and marketing areas of it. Which brings me to a couple of the themes. You know, how do you get better in your revenue or one of those is speed to lead. How do I just make sure that whether they're net new leads or nurtured leads, when they're in market, when they're ready, or when we now have an, a good offering for them, I want to connect with them now. I want to not send them 15 emails over the next two months. I want to get a talented person with some expertise from my company to connect and get in conversation with that prospect as soon as we know anything that tells us that they may likely be in market for our product. So shrinking the speed to lead, accelerating the speed to lead in our first touch with that lead. Was it striking the iron while it's hot? I, I'm not sure if I'm getting that metaphor right, but that's it. moving when someone's ready to buy. That is it. And ABM helps with that. There's a lot of technologies that help with that. And Chronologic is laser focused on getting the lead into the calendar. And we do it in 60 seconds or less. We certainly at least get the calendar invitation out to them with a real-time offering from one of your folks in their calendar within 60 seconds of when that trigger happens. The other big theme I see is this intersection of marketing and sales within the revenue funnel, right? Which is a bit of a black box. And what I mean is that, you know, marketers say, hey, I know I sent 400 leads from this channel this month, 
And sales goes, hey, I know that we had 78 meetings this month from this channel. Well, okay, what happened to the other 322 leads? And since marketing doesn't really necessarily own that, and since sales doesn't really necessarily own that piece, that conversion from leads to actual meetings, oftentimes nobody is really tracking that conversion rate. And we kind of just take it as it is. Hey, our sales development team worked on it, and that's what came out. But really getting laser focused on how we respond to leads, what our messaging is, and how we're working to get those meetings set up and to get them from lead to pipeline is that intersection, that borderland in the funnel between marketing and sales that savvy revenue leaders are really starting to hone in on. Yeah. And that's honestly, you know, we've heard that the CMO role is going away, that they're all becoming CROs. And this is a big component in that is that someone needs to own the entire life cycle from prospect to lead to customer. And that is sales, it is marketing, it is both. And having someone that is responsible for it makes a lot of sense. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Aaron Bollinger for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of Aaron and Chronologic's tips to having more efficient sales enablement, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about understanding meeting math. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Aaron, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His company's handle is Chronologic AI, K-R-O-N-O-L-O-G-I-C-A-I. Or you can visit his company's website, which is Chronologic with a K, Chronologic.ai. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.